Welcome to the You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Koos. We believe that loving yourself is the key to transforming every aspect of your life. And it's our hope that these conversations bring you one step closer towards embracing this truth. Hello, and welcome to this episode of You Are Infinitely Loved. This episode, we're looking at what it means to practice self-love during the holidays. For some of us, the holidays can be challenging and we want to help ourselves and you to be set up for success, to not have to wait until January 1st to start on the self-love train, but during the holiday season to actually practice some self-love to maybe make the holiday season a little smoother, a little more gentle, a little more enjoyable, um, yeah. yeah. I feel like the holidays is when we need self-love the most because absolutely for, for anyone that has any kind of, you know, difficult emotions coming up, which a lot can come up during the holidays. Uh, when you have a culture that is focusing on, you know, everybody being happy and joyful and all of these positive emotions, it can really, really, really highlight if you're not in that space, you can feel like you're not okay. It's, it's not all right to feel sad, to feel lonely or to feel whatever it is you're feeling because you should be happy right now. So it can be a really <laughs> difficult time and a time where we need to be the most self-loving. And sometimes you also may be in a family where you don't have a great relationship and you look at other people yeah. and you're thinking, I really wish my family were happier. I really wish we could celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving, which yeah. is a lot better. And that just creates a lot of, I don't know, jealousy and you just can't really enjoy yourself a lot Mm -hmm. more. And I think even for you, Koos, you had a season where you experienced some grief during the holiday season. And that felt, I mean, it seemed as though it might've felt really tricky for you to balance both being happy for the kids and helping them celebrate and also carrying the heavy weight of grief. Yeah, absolutely. So for each of us, we're acknowledging that we all have experienced seasons that we feel like we should be happy because Mm. it's Christmas. We should be happy because uh, we have so much to be thankful for. Mm. And those things can be true. And it doesn't diminish maybe the negative thoughts we have about ourselves, our circumstance, the situation that we're currently in. Mm. And so maybe kind of contemplating the idea of, can we hold both of those things, all of those things at the same time and be honest and not have to show up differently than the way we feel Mm. and, you know, maybe be more present with what we're experiencing instead of feeling the shoulds, you know, I should do this. I need to be this for this person. I need to, um, be happy. Yeah. And I heard a beautiful explanation about that idea in that it's our minds that we, we want to say that we can't be happy and sad at the same time. Like our mind wants to choose one or the other, but that it's our heart that has space for all of it. And I just oh, think that I really love that nice idea that the heart yep. is big enough to hold multiple conflicting emotions at the same time. And that's Isn't that amazing? the beauty of the human experience is that we don't have to be black or white. We don't have to choose. We can have the happiness and joy and gratitude that we get in the holiday season and still experience whatever it is that we're going through, whether it's loneliness, sadness, frustration, whatever might come up for you. My therapist calls that equanimity. And I just love that word. 
it. I'm going to vocab lesson today for you. <laughs> Explain equanimity. Well, equanimity is basically, like Sam was saying, allowing multiple things to exist at the same time. Mm. You can love and be sad at the same time. You can be happy and grieving at the same time. Mm. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's just about family issue. It's I, th- I feel like for me, sometimes it could be on eating food. So much good mm. stuff to eat over the holidays. And then you're like, ah, oh, but I don't want to eat too much. And body <laughs> image stuff, right? I bet yeah. there are a lot of people... I, struggling with it. Yes. All the coping things we go to are way accessible during the holidays. You want to numb out by drinking readily available. Yep. If you want to yep. numb out by eating all the time to not feel your feelings. Absolutely. I <laughs> if you want to watch Hallmark Christmas movies that are ridiculous and stupid, but you can't stop watching them. You get to do it. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> no judgment. Uh, talking for a friend there, of course, not my struggle. Of course. Yeah, I think yeah. that maybe that's like a perfect storm, though, of you might be wanting to numb out. You might be feeling like you need to feel a certain way or present a certain way and don't feel that way. And you have all of the drugs mm-hmm. of choices available to you. And it really does create this perfect storm. Yeah. For me, I think processing emotions is something that a lot of us aren't good at because most of us have never been taught how to do that. And so in general, we turn to numbing behaviors. So whenever there's an emotion that we don't want to feel, rather than just feeling it, we tend to avoid it Mm -hmm. and we tend to numb it. Like you said, whether it be with food, with alcohol, with work, with Netflix, with Hallmark movies, whatever. And I think exactly what you're saying it is the perfect storm in the holiday season because there are generally more emotional triggers that come up why is that because we spend a lot more time with friends and family and family is often where most people are most triggered and then to add to that we have all of these coping mechanisms as you say readily available so we are much more likely to overeat overdrink you know do whatever it is that we do to avoid what is coming up from us mm-hmm. in the holidays. So I think part of in the holidays is about learning how to process your emotions. And I don't think we're saying that those things are bad. Netflix, Hallmark movies, I mean, eating good I food. I feel like the Hallmark movies <laughs> might be bad. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that out there. No. <laughs> That's my advice every, every they year. They might be a little unrealistic. They might be planting unrealism. <laughs> but I think it's the um, the the reason behind why you're doing these things, right? Mm -hmm. If you're doing these things to hide from emotion, to numb out, then that's something that that should be, you should visit and and see why that is. Totally. And also I feel like it's okay to maybe notice some dysfunction in your life and not have to fix it right Mm. now. Right? Like there's no, this idea that if something pops up, I need to fix it right away. For a lot of people, it's family stuff. You're spending time with your family. Mm. You're realizing maybe you're going, you're traveling to be near your family. You're going back to where you used to live and you don't live there anymore and you're different. Maybe you feel like you don't fit in to your family anymore. And I mean, in America, we're kind of rife with some political stress going on. I don't know if you're aware of that, Sam. (laughs) We we have some stuff going on. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. But I think that you're all of a sudden the, the way in which you are with your friends, you've kind of curated this life around you that are people who are similar to you, that you enjoy being around. 
And then you can go home mm. to your family and feel like, mm. Oh, these people are terrible or the way they think is so messed up. And I can't, how am I related to these people and not have to spend a week with them. Mm. And I think that really does, that just messes with you emotionally. And so should you unpack all of your family of origin, drama and history and pain? Maybe not right now. <laughs> like Permission <laughs> to put that off for a minute, you know, like definitely you want to work through that and process exactly. it, but it doesn't have to be right now. Exactly. Maybe this is just a moment for you to become aware of what that stuff mm-hmm. is for you. And then you can deal with that <laughs> later on. <laughs> you don't want to put it off indefinitely, but you don't need to, as you say, kind of fix everything and become this perfect version of yourself in December. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I read this quote from Emily McDowell on her Instagram and I want to read it. It's so good. She wrote this yesterday on Thanksgiving. Please. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. If you are reading this from your hiding place in the bathroom, on your back porch, or in your childhood bedroom, because you cannot spend one more minute with your relatives, this is totally fine. You're doing great. You have a you have built a life mm. that works for you, and tomorrow you get to go back to it. So I That's think, amazing. yeah, I love that because it really does give you permission <laughs> to to notice that this could be a lot, this moment, um, and yet it's not your whole life. It's just a moment. Yeah. And if it's not a great one, no feeling is final. Um, it's going to pass. And so being gentle exactly. with that instead of pushing it down, maybe. So what does that yeah. actually look like in, in practice? Let's say you just dread going back home to be with your family for whatever reason. How do you practice self-love and still be able to enjoy the holidays? Hmm. Great question. <laughs> No, I feel like, um, you know, I think it's really, it's going to be individual for each person. Um, I think for me, I can tend to check out. So for me, I can go to social media. I can scroll on Instagram for hours, you name it. I could be on there. Um, that's kind of my way to numb out. And also it's like a double whammy because I'm numbing out mm. by looking at other people's lives who they're presenting as their family holidays are going perfect and awesome. And maybe might maybe might aren't meeting my expectations. So then I feel like a double loser. <laughs> um, but I think that being realistic with, um, is this the way I'm feeling right now true all the time? Am I going to feel this way next week, next month? Um, is there a different story that mm. I could tell myself about right now? Um, sometimes if you're feeling not loved in your family, that can be very strong at the holidays. Like my own family doesn't love me, see me, notice me, appreciate me, whatever. Mm -hmm. And does that make you unlovable? Of course not. And so that, that feeling might be very strong and deeply held, but I think remembering this other story Mm -hmm. of you're infinitely loved, that self-love can be this beautiful, like, well, that overflows during this time. And I think, you know, we have this idea that we just have to survive the holiday sometimes or survive our family, survive these expectations. And what if we took a little more control and said, I don't just need to survive, but I can thrive even in really difficult situations. And I think that's a story that we don't really get introduced to. So it's not, we don't even think it's a possibility. And so maybe even noticing that mm-hmm. of I can have grief in my backpack, I can have family trauma in my backpack. I could have all these things I'm lugging around. And also I can remember that I'm lovable, that I am loved, that I love myself so dearly 
that I'm going to be gentle with myself. I'm going to give myself the space I need, the tools I need, the friendships, time, whatever it is to help to cope in a healthful way. I want to throw, I want to throw yeah. this thought out, out there. Would you say that a way to practice self-love is that if you don't like something and it doesn't spark joy in you, you don't have to do it. We, we've said that many times. If you don't think that going home yeah. is going to spark any joy for you during the holidays, do you have the permission to just say, I don't think I'm going home this Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to create my own Christmas that I'm going to love. Do you think, do you think yeah. there's a permission Whoa. to do that? I feel like the people, the people pleaser in me is like, uh, can you do that? <laughs> right. So I'm just throwing it out there, you know, just no. something to think about. I think you absolutely can. You know, I think you can give yourself permission to create your own mm -hmm. new tradition if going home is really something that isn't going to be enjoyable for you. Uh, I think, of course, sometimes there are, you know, circumstances where maybe you go to your family even though it's not, you, as you brought up, maybe you're dreading it a little bit, but you go anyway. And I think in that case, how I would deal with that if you do have to go and it's not something that you're particularly looking forward to is I would say, what are, like, ask yourself, what do you need? Like, do you need to take some time out for yourself? So giving yourself permission to take some time, whether you go have a walk or whether you just take five minutes and go and lock yourself yeah. in the bathroom or you do whatever you need to do to have your little quiet moment and ask yourself, what is it about your hometown that you do love and that you're grateful for? Maybe there's, you know, a favorite, I don't know, cafe or something that you can go to at some stage during your trip and ask yourself, look, if I'm feeling separate from my family, who are the people that are my soul family rather than my blood family? And can I connect with them? Can I just get them on a call for five minutes and tell them, you know, that I love them and, and connect with them so that you're making the best of a difficult situation. But to your point, Chris, I think you can absolutely give yourself permission to not go home and to create your own tradition. You know, I'm very lucky. I love my family so much, but there are a lot of family politics in my family, as there are in many oh, families. And Christmas is when all, <laughs> it's when they're all highlighted. And I have messages at the moment on my phone from my little sister who is going through this drama of, you know, trying to please everybody because in my family we have my parents divorced when I was little. So I have kind of step parents on both sides. And then there's the fact that now my sisters have their own partners and their own families. So my little sister is like, well, I want to spend Christmas with my partner and his family, but then our mom is going to be upset. And then if I see mom, then I have to see dad. And it's like, she's trying to keep mm -hmm. everybody happy. And she said to me, you know what? It was so much easier when I was living abroad in London. <laughs> I just had my Christmas in London. No and I said to her, why do you think I live in <laughs> I just get my own little Christmas here in Thailand without my family. That's not to say, as I said, I love, love, love my family, but there's a lot of freedom that comes in not having to mm -hmm. deal with the family politics at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that even if there's listeners out there who are saying, my family's not the issue. I love my family. We get along great. I think that you can think about the ways in which you are overscheduled during the holidays. 
that can be another thing that derails you from the self-love train. Like this idea that I have to go to every party. I have to, I have to buy gifts for every person that are person like personal and meaningful. I have to bake a ton, mm-hmm. cook a lot, all these extras, um, that, you know, if yeah. we're already feeling busy or full, they can push us over the edge a little bit. We're not sleeping enough. We're not eating well, all those things. It's like a domino effect. Mm. That kind of behavior is what leads people to feeling at the end of December and the start of the new year, like they're totally Mm -hmm. empty and exhausted. And that's the whole point of this is how can you have some self-love, self-care practices during the next six weeks so that you start the year Mm -hmm. feeling good and you don't feel completely empty. And it's so true that you need to really look at what are all of the events and the social things that are coming up for you and how can you balance those out and how can you say no to some of those things and and honor your own needs and honor that you don't have to show up for everybody all of the time. You need to show up more for yourself. And I think that right there is it, right? How do you show up for yourself right now in this moment during Mm. these pressure cooker few weeks, what does that look like for Mm. you to show up for yourself? Exactly. Because it's also about acknowledging different, this is all about Mm self-awareness, you know, it always is. And so if people are extroverted, this might be a time that they absolutely love and, and going to these social events might be something that is nourishing to them because being around lots of different people gives them energy, makes them feel good, sparks joy. But if you're an introvert, the holidays is going to be super hard because you need to really make sure you're giving yourself that time alone so that you can recharge your battery. So this is about, it's not about saying oh, everybody needs to say no to social events and not <laughs> self-love you know, equals do anything being a hermit <laughs> yeah this is about saying where do you sit on that introvert extrovert scale what level of social uh interaction is going to mm-hmm. feel really good to you and honoring that another thing that we can do too is that um one way to self- practice self-love is creating boundaries mm. for this one specifically is on politics with, with what's happening these days, it is totally okay where you set boundaries on things you are allowed or not allowed to talk about just because you want to have a a good conversation with your family. You want to remember ultimately you're still family. Um, and if you know that politics is going to create a a rift, then you just say, no, we're we're not going to go there. Let's, let's talk about things that build connections Mm -hmm. and not destroy it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's one way you can. And maybe that, yeah, that could be like sending an email to the family before you even get there of, I know that we're on different, we're in different places with our politics. I'm wondering if for this holiday season, we could just put that aside and focus on our family, focus on building connection and maybe doing it before you're in the middle of a heated yeah. moment. And another thing that Lindsay brought up earlier was about grief, losing mm-hmm. someone you love. Mm-hmm. And this is like your first holiday without them. And that can be very, very tough. I think mm. the first of everything mm. is tough. You know, the first birthday, your mm. first birthday after your past. So I'm speaking from my experience, the first birthday after my mom passed, was really, really hard because for every single year that I lived away from home, I could wake up in the morning of my birthday and see a text from my mom wishing me a happy birthday. So that would be the first year that I didn't get one from her, mm. right? Or on the first Mother's Day or first Christmas, Mm-hmm. First of everything, it's always hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you have deeply ingrained traditions and that person that you've lost isn't there for that. Right. Um, 
So in my experience, yeah. again, equanimity, it's okay to feel grief. It's okay to be sad and to still celebrate. And sometimes I, I think we, we mentioned this before, go take a walk. If you feel sad, go take a walk. Or if you need to excuse yourself to go to the, to your room for a bit, go to your room for a bit. If you feel like you need someone to sit with you as you mm -hmm. grieve, go for it. Call someone, mm -hmm. be with someone. I do love that our number yeah. one self-care advice is go take a walk. <laughs> that we keep coming back to this. You're feeling sad. You're feeling stressed. Out. Go take a walk. <gasps> go take a walk. I think that <laughs> that really is self-care 101. I'm always saying just go take a walk. <laughs> I mean, I think meditation works too. Yeah. We're just yeah. Sit you can speak more and, that and, and fo focus on, on your breathing, focus on the present and think about what you have, what you're mm -hmm. grateful for. Just keeping you grounded in the moment. Although, you know, like I'm, thinking about that now mm. the present might be that i lost my mom that is also in the present I, i'm feeling that and that and that's mm. okay you know permission to feel all the feels permission to just be yeah. sad mm -hmm. and if we keep pushing it away that's very unhealthy mm -hmm. yeah this reminds me of a three-step awareness process that i often share with people in terms of how to process their emotions and the first step is is noticing the emotions so noticing that this is an emotion and then it's separate from you so this is the difference between saying i am mm -hmm. sad and i feel sad which might seem small but really it's about saying hey this is just an emotion that i'm feeling right now and then the second step is naming it so getting really clear on what the emotion is because sometimes we can be quite you know often it's difficult to determine mm -hmm. exactly what it is we've, we're feeling you know there's a difference between sadness mm -hmm. and disappointment and anger and all of the emotions so just to say what is it that I'm feeling right now you know maybe you're feeling disappointed and then the third step is to accept it is exactly what you're saying Kus is just to be like mm -hmm. yeah I'm feeling sad right now because the more we you would have heard probably that saying mm -hmm. what we resist persists and I think it's so true the more we resist something the more we judge something and we're like no I shouldn't be sad it's Christmas then that mm -hmm. emotion it doesn't go away it just gets buried within us and <laughs> it'll come day. out later yeah. either in the form of an overreaction <laughs> or it'll turn inwards and become sickness mm -hmm. and illness and all sorts of things and so to just accept it is what allows it to move through you more quickly and we'll all have our own timing you know some people might feel sad for an hour you might feel sad for the day you might feel sad for a week it like there is no kind of one size fits all approach, but you will certainly, it will move through you faster if you just notice it, mm. name so it, good, and accept Sam. it. So good. Sam, what would you say about starting self-love practices right now? Because we are, I mean, we tend to be busier. We tend to have <laughs> more fullness happening right now. Yeah. And I think there's this temptation to say, oh yeah, I'll get yep. that together in January. I'm totally going to start a self-love practice January 1st. going to happen. Yeah. And I think that we miss out on it a lot yeah. though, if we plan on that. So for right now, what would be low hanging fruit for mm. starting some kind of self-care, self-love practice for the next few weeks going forward? Mm. Okay. We're if talking we're bare bones <laughs> and something simple. Yeah. Simple. This might sound a little strange, but I would encourage people 
to, if they can, for the month of December, if they don't already have one, to have their Mm -hmm. own little morning routine and it could be as short as they want it, you know, whatever fits into the context of your life. So if you only have five minutes, give yourself five minutes. And the reason I say focus on a morning routine is I really believe this is like a fundamental component of self-care is to give yourself the first tiny part of your day. Because let's face it, after the morning, your day is going to be hijacked by by your kids, by your colleagues, by your friends, by your email inbox, by your WhatsApp messages, mm-hmm. by whatever, you know, life kind of takes over. So if you can wake up and have the first moment of your day, and obviously I would encourage people to have as long as they can. Like if you can have an hour, phenomenal. But I also know that there's a lot of parents out there and a lot of busy lives. So as I say, if you have five minutes, give yourself five minutes. And use those five minutes to, I always ask people to think, what nourishes your body, what nourishes your mind, what nourishes your soul or your spirit, whatever that means to you. So for me, you know, I have a really beautiful morning routine because I don't start work until 11 a.m. So I have a ridiculously indulgent one. However, back in my former life, which was a lot busier, a lot more full, you know, my morning routine was only about 15 minutes long, but it was such an act of self-care. What I did for my body was I did five minutes of stretching and I had a cup of hot water with lemon juice in it. And then I would read a book of like an inspirational kind of book. I would read one chapter and then for my soul and my spirit, I would do morning pages, which is essentially a journaling exercise where you just write stream of consciousness, uncensored writing for three pages. And so I would do that every morning so that I felt like first thing in the morning, I was connected to my spirit, to my mind and to my body. And it meant that no matter what happened for the rest of my day, so what, and particularly in the holiday season, you know, so much stuff is going to come into your life. As you say, it's the busiest time of year often, but I knew that every start Mm -hmm. of the day, I got to start the day in the way I wanted to start it. I love that. And I feel when you said that, I'm like, that's a lot in 15 minutes. Whoa. (laughs) I, when I say three pages of writing, there are small pages and I'm a fast writer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) I feel though, um, if we were to think about the relationship with ourself as a relationship, if you're in a Mm. relationship with someone else and they Mm. said, could you give me 15 minutes of your day? You would mm. say, uh, of course I can. That seems very doable. Yeah. And yet how hesitant we can be to give that to ourselves. Yeah. And then wonder why we don't feel great about ourselves if we can't even do 15 minutes of self-love. Yeah. yeah. My favorite, favorite book on um, morning routines and rituals is called The Miracle Morning. And it's by a guy called yes. Hal Elrod. I don't know. Do you guys know this? Oh we gosh. did. We're we- just reading it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not not that specific one. It's for parents and families. Amazing. Yes. So his yes, acronym, my, yeah, yeah. So he has a thing called Savers. Saver, life saver. Yeah, which is for anyone that hasn't read it, it's essentially silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And so the idea, I guess, is to build up to this beautiful miracle morning where you have like an hour and you can do each of those six things for ten minutes. But he says you can start with six minutes. And you can start with one minute of silence, one minute of Mm -hmm. affirmation, one minute of visualizing the day that you want to have or the life that you want to have, one minute of exercise, so literally just two stretches or whatever, and then one minute of reading and one minute of scribing, so journaling, writing. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a really beautiful 
way of introducing a morning routine for anyone that is struggling with ideas is just to write that little acronym down and to try one minute of each. And then, as I say, you have six minutes to yourself every single day during the holiday season, and that's going to feel really self-loving. Oh, I know. It'd be such a game changer. That's so awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. I just got back from this amazing retreat with uh, the amazing Christopher Carter, Casey, and it's called the Full Life Integration Retreat. Uh And what you mentioned, so he has five non-negotiables. The first two are soul and vitality. Mm. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because during the retreat, he mentioned that the sequence of soul and then vitality is very important because soul, like you were saying, is where maybe you sit down and meditate or, I don't know, you do prayer or Mm -hmm. you do any introspective part or visualizations or affirmation. Mm -hmm. So it's all about your soul to be followed by vitality, which would be any kind of exercise. Mm. If you can't go to the gym, that's okay. If it means just stretching or going, taking a short walk. (laughs) (laughs) Take a walk, people. And that that is totally fine. And it's important to do that first thing in the morning, because like you're saying, you're giving the best part of your day for yourself. Yes. Like when you're nothing else is distracting you. Nothing else is taking your attention. Mm-hmm. You're giving them to yourself. Yeah. So that, that's really awesome that, you know, you've mentioned it and it's the same yeah. concept that Casey brought up. Yeah. I feel like we are throwing out a lot of good ideas and I think to pull it all together, I would say that noticing that you don't have to be anything or anyone that you're not in the season. Mm. And that there are lots of little tweaks you can do to your day, to your thoughts that could be really powerful Mm. and could change the way you interact with the holidays. And I think being curious about what if these next six weeks were incredible? Yeah. Like, is can we put that out there as a wish, a hope, a dream that could be reality? What if the next six weeks are calm Mm. and peaceful, full of joy, full of intention because you choose that. Yeah. And even in seasons of hardship, grief, that that piece of choosing how you want to walk through grief is powerful. Choosing mm. how you want to be present instead of numbing out is so beautiful. Yeah. And so maybe that invitation to be introspective, notice how you feel and how you want this holiday season to go. Yes. And I would say to give yourself permission to chill yes, and permission to feel all the feels. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think what you said, Lindsay is so important around choose. It's almost like choose how you want this holiday season to feel. Yes. So come up with those beautiful words if you know, and calm and peaceful are often ones that resonate with people over the holiday season and mm-hmm. think to yourself, how can I do something in my day? that generates that feeling because it's totally personal. So what makes me feel calm might not be the same as what makes you guys feel calm. Is it going for a walk? Going for a walk. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you for everything. You know, going for, me, for a walk in the mall. I, oh, <laughs> well, I'm so, so, so lucky. Like uh, obviously I live on an island, so I don't have any of the kind of holiday madness that most other big cities have and there's no shopping here and so I get to just go to the beach but I know that if I were in Sydney there would be certain things that I could do that 
generate those feelings of peace and Mm -hmm. calm. So choose how it is you want this holiday season to feel and then take some responsibility and conscious intention around creating that for yourself. We are all wishing you a beautiful holiday season, no matter what you celebrate, how you celebrate. We are wishing you so much love, so much self-love. And if you want to engage or connect with us more, check out our website, youareinfinitelyloved.com. And we'd love to hear about tips that have worked for you in this season. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Our hope is that each day you feel more connected to the knowledge that you are infinitely loved. If you want to continue this conversation, you can find us at youareinfinitelyloved.com.